Good afternoon, everybody. I'm sorry for this uh, misstart. Uh, we, uh, I will just go directly to the topics. Um, the uh, problem we have is um, over half a million bridges in the United States are, uh, we have over half a million bridges and a large number of them uh, is not adequate. And what is scary is 10 to 15% are structurally deficient. Uh, that means they should uh, be really uh, replaced or fixed. The, the problem is the available resources are limited. And the question is, how are we going to use these limited uh, resources in an optimum way? So um, for new designs, uh, we would like to have um, the um, uh, design codes, design procedures, which would optimize uh, the cost. The, uh, and uh, this is not a question of just the initial cost, but the life cycle cost. For existing structures, even a more serious problem, uh, we would like to uh, know how do we assess the actual loads and uh, actual um, load carrying capacity? How do we predict the remaining life? Um, and uh, that, uh, that boils down to finding out what should be a rational safety margin for the um, uh, existing structures and new designs. The um, uh, uncertainties involved in loads, both of natural uh, and uh, man-made uh, nature um, are a problem. Material properties are subject to variation. They are subject to aging and deterioration. Load carrying capacity or resistance um, is uh, yeah, also a random variable. So the basic requirement for both new bridges and um, existing structures is that load effect and uh, load carrying capacity or resistance uh, load be smaller than resistance. So if we consider a safety margin as the difference between resistance and load, um, we need to set the uh, procedures to have that safety margin as an optimum, uh, at an optimum level. If we would look at the uh, a picture uh, from the uh, statistical point of view, on the right-hand side we have a, a curve which represents the um, variation in load carrying capacity or resistance. The one in the middle represents variation in load effect, and the difference between resistance and load, safety margin, is shown on the left-hand side. The shaded area is the probability of failure. In reality, that probability of failure is very small, uh, and it would be difficult to show it actually here, uh, because um, it's 10 to minus 6, 10 to minus 7, very small values. It would be within the thickness of that curve uh, to show. What we actually do uh, is uh, we have to uh, face uh, three questions. The uh, first one is, how do we measure safety of a structure? How do we measure reliability? Uh, how, now, once we know how to measure it, the next question is, what should be that safety? What is the target reliability? And this will be the main uh, theme which I would like to address in this webinar. And finally, if we know how to measure, we know what it should be. The next question is, how do we implement uh, the um, safety uh, so that we get, uh, we design, we uh, assess structures at the optimum safety level? Um, what are the tools which we can use for implementation? Well, in allowable stress design, we have, uh, we set allowable stress. 
uh, low enough so that we have that safety reserve built in this. Uh, it was found inadequate. So in load and resistance factor design, we have more tools because we have load factors, we have load combination factors, and we have resistance factors. All of them represent the margins. If we look at the load factors, um, if that curve represents variation in the load, uh, then somewhere in the middle, uh, there is a mean, mean value of the load. Uh, somewhat higher of that is uh, typically the nominal value or design value, the value which the designer uses. And uh, we multiply this times the load factor to get the factor load, which has a, a rather small probability of being exceeded. Uh, symmetrically uh, different uh, is the situation with load carrying capacity or resistance. We have a curve representing variation and resistance. We have the mean value of resistance. We have a nominal design value of resistance, which is multiplied times uh, resistance factor, uh, which typically gets us again to a low probability of being exceeded. The question is, what should be resistance factor? What should be load factors? They are determined in the process which is called cold calibration. The cold calibration procedure has several steps. We develop these steps and it has been successfully used for a number of codes. Of course, the most important application was ASHTO LRFD code. So we select representative structures. We develop statistical models for loads. We develop statistical models for resistance. We develop reliability analysis procedure and uh, determine the target reliability index. This is the focus of this uh, webinar. And uh, finally, once we have the target reliability, we determine what load and resistance factors should be for both design and evaluation. Let me start with the bridge, bridge loads. Of course, we have a number of loads affecting the structure, dead load, live load, uh, and static dynamic uh, effect, environmental loads, special loads such as collision, fire, explosion, and so on. There are uh, quite a number of other earth pressure and so on. Um, the, um, uh, one of the, the one which is researched uh, extensively these days is the live load. Where we have a variety of vehicles on uh, our roads and of course, we are interested mostly in those which are heavy, uh, which affect the performance of the structures most. Uh, for example, uh, in Michigan, the major uh, trucks which we measured, the heaviest were th those which were hauling uh, coils of steel, sometimes exceeding the allowable stresses twice. Um, we are interested in multiple presence, more than one vehicle on the bridge at the time. We are interested in traffic jam situations where we can have a situation of uh, a large number of trucks simultaneously on the bridge affecting uh, the, the structures. Modeling is quite um, complicated. On the other hand, load carrying capacity or resistance, uh, that is determined by material tests, component tests, diagnostic tests, analytical simulations, proof load tests, the uh, latter. Um, is used to find out what is the minimum uh, capacity. We put a heavy load and uh, try to see if uh, a bridge uh, would take it without any significant deformation. Uh, of course, material tests, um, or the tests of uh, concrete samples, we have thousands of these. The, the, um, this is a picture of the lab uh, 
at the uh, University of uh, Nebraska, uh, Dr. Azizi Namini's uh, test for Nebraska Department of Roads. Um, we uh, did quite a lot of field measurements. We measured deflections, uh, we measured uh, dynamic loads, we uh, verified girder distributions. Uh, we also used um, military tanks uh, for proof load tests. Uh, the um, advantage of using the tanks is uh, they are very heavy, about 60, 65 tons apiece, and very short, uh, about 15 feet. So we have a concentrated load which produces load effects which are about twice as large as the legal loads. Uh, this all uh, leads us to calculation of reliability. Uh, the um, reliability analysis uh, as a branch of engineering is a relatively new uh, area. And um, uh, the, it started with um, uh, the uh, use of a very simple formula, closed form formula, where reliability index is a function of the mean value of load carrying capacity, mean value of resistance, mean value of the load, that is in denominator. And in denominator, we have a square root of the um, standard deviation of resistance squared plus standard deviation of load square. And this is a simple formula. We typically would uh, have not too many difficulties calculating what the mean values in um, standard deviations are. Um, the reliability index is related to probability of failure. We have that conversion uh, that is available on the computer. Uh, these days, we have quite a number of um, more accurate procedures for reliability analysis. Um, we have, in addition to the closed form uh, equation, which I showed earlier, uh, we have the what is called first order reliability methods, second order reliability methods. We don't use them uh, as much anymore as Monte Carlo simulations, which uh, provides uh, much more accurate um, results. It requires more computational effort, but uh, with today's computer, that is not a problem. Um, so the question we have is, what is optimum reliability? What do we design for? Um, if our reliability is too small, we have problems. If reliability is too large, of course, the structures are too expensive. We may not have problems, but uh, this is an economical issue. What are the major criteria in selection of the target reliability? Obviously, consequences of failure. If the consequences are severe, we would want higher reliability. Uh, economics, very important. If uh, safety costs a lot, we buy less of it. If safety is cheap, we buy more. Past practice, we refer to past practice often. Human perception, very important. Social, political decisions often have impact. Um, so um, the issues why we like to uh, mention are primary, secondary components, multiple single load path elements, uh, element system reliability, new design existing, and so on. Let me go uh, through uh, this. Um, the um, uh, primary components, uh, of course, have to have a higher safety failure of them. Uh, causes failure of other components, secondary components are less important. I will give some examples for prime components, three and a half uh, for most of the components. However, if uh, there is a single load path, if uh, there is no redundancy, then reliability is five. Secondary components, reliability index uh, is two. For service limit states, 
consequences of exceeding limit state are usually much lower than for ultimate limit state, for strength limit state. For decompression, they can be as low as one. For deflection, even zero. That means there is 50% probability that deflection will be exceeded. There is nothing about it. Fatigue, one to two. Um, for uh, uh, for other components, uh, the uh, if reliability is three and a half. Uh, for uh, uh, the uh, we went the wrong direction. Um, structural systems uh, have, in general, much higher reliability than components. Uh, and uh, we have series system and parallel system. And let me just show um, chain is an example of weakest link system. Uh, the reliability of a, a chain is as good as reliability of its weakest link. The uh, bridge in Minneapolis, which collapsed, uh, even though it looks as a very complicated structure, it is practically uh, a chain. Uh, failure of a gusset plate uh, resulted in failure of the, of the whole uh, structure. So uh, the disaster um, happened uh, because of uh, one component. Opposite to this is, uh, of course, a parallel system cable is an example of this where wires uh, share the load and um, allow for redistribution, as is shown in this Golden Gate Bridge picture. Um, we have uh, different reliability indices depending on materials. Uh, for uh, steel, reinforced concrete, pre-stressed concrete, they can be three and a half for girders. For sawn wood, they are only two. But when we take into consideration the whole system, for the system, regardless of material, our reliabilities are much higher. Uh, operational importance is important, of course. Uh, the more important structure, important for regional and national economy, require higher uh, reliabilities. Historical structures may have an extra value for the society and may call for higher uh, target reliability. New design versus existing structures. For new designs, uh, increase in reliability can be done at a little extra cost. For an existing structure, when we have to bring in construction crews, when we have to uh, close the structure for repairs, uh, then uh, safety is more expensive. So we tolerate much lower safety for existing structures than for new designs. Um, uh, connections, uh, bolted connections are usually cheap, so uh, reliability of bolted connections is much higher than uh, connection of components <clears throat> which are connected uh, or welded connections. Um, how do we implement this? I mentioned the design, uh, load and resistance factors. We have proof, uh, foolproof design. Uh, we have construction methods. We have uh, proper use of uh, maintenance, uh, operations, preventive repairs. And uh, at the end, the recommended reliability indices, um, they are, uh, this is for uh, different time periods. Evaluations are done for five or 10 years. As you can see, these uh, reliabilities can vary from about 2 to uh, 4 in this case. And uh, if we uh, look at the, uh, uh, the uh, conclusions, the target reliability index varies depending on consequences of failure costs and other considerations. Uh, for new designs, reliability indices are significantly higher than for, new, uh, for existing structures because of the economics. For historical structures, they can be still higher. And that concludes my presentation. Thank you for your attention.